0: Alrighty. We're going to play a game guys. Okay. So first and foremost, get a pen, get a paper, pull out your notes app on your phone, whatever it might be. Okay. Got it. Great. All right. What keywords does your website currently rank for? Take a couple seconds, right? One, two, three, four. I give you a few, not just a couple. What doesn't it rank for that you think it should rank for? Okay. One, Two, three, four. Now, what are a few keyword opportunities that you could be winning on if you just simply tweaked some of your existing website copy? Got it? Okay. How'd you do? Ooh, not so hot. Not sure what you can, what you're currently ranking for, or not sure what you could be ranking for. Well, that's okay because our friends at DD Agency want to help you answer all of these questions. DD Agency is a higher-ed specific marketing technology agency that has conducted countless SEO audits for colleges and universities across the country. In these audits, they detail where you currently rank, what you could be ranking for, exactly how copy should be tweaked on website pages, and so much more. If this sounds like something that you could benefit from, Give the guys at Agency a ping, and be sure to mention that Enrollify sent you to claim a 10% discount on any of their SEO offerings. So head on over to enrollify.org forward slash dda SEO. that's DDA as in DD Agency SEO, or simply follow the link in the show notes below. That will guarantee you get a 10% discount off of your audit. All right, head on over to enrollify.org slash SEO, or simply Google DD Agency find the agency's website, and be sure to mention that you heard about them through Enrollify when you request your audit. All right, folks, back to the show.
1: So like, whatever. now, you know, if I'm doing a webinar or an in-person, you know, event, like a panel moderating or whatever, I'm always like, can we like grab and rip the audio from this so I can put it into my podcast feed because it was like an incredible conversation and there's always so much going on at a conference. Like I would hate if this was limited to the like 24 people in the room. And like, and I know usually always respect where it's like, yeah, I'll wait like a month or two or whatever. Like that's fine because like you do still obviously want to balance that sort of inclusivity of like being like, well, you had to be there. You had to like whatever. And that's also like a benefit where it's like, yeah, you could ask a question if you're in the room or like chat with the person after the session is done. But like, Okay, let's sort of like give something on demand after the fact.
0: All right, Dustin, we are live, sir. How does it feel to be on the other side of the microphone?
1: Yeah, it's always a little different because, I mean, yeah, being in the game for many years, I'm much more used to doing it on the other side, but I'm trying to do more of this because it is fun to kind of uh, flip the script and kind of turn the tables and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I was actually on a podcast, uh, I was being interviewed on a podcast yesterday and I got like nervous before, before the show. I was like, why am I nervous about this? Like Mm -hmm. I do this for hours every, you know, almost every single day. And I, it was like a different kind. It was weird. Like being in the hot seat, all of a sudden you're not in control. Right. And you feel, I don't know. I felt, I felt more scared, uh, which was kind of funny. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, dude, I am pumped for this chat. When this episode releases, it'll be public that the higher ed geek podcast has joined the enroll five podcast network. You have done an incredible job over the last several years building up this show, building up this brand. You've had incredible people on on your podcast, and I'm just super thankful and grateful that we get to have you as a part of our family now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm excited because it feels, you know, it's been five years of doing the Hired Geek podcast. I did another show before that for a couple of years, so, you know, I've been working For so long like in this space and just doing everything myself and then we'll talk a little bit more kind of about the future and everything but um this just feels like a really cool milestone of like always believing that there's been like a lot of potential in something like what you all are doing with Enrollify, you know, the whole network of different shows and, you know, the the focuses and the voices and such that you're bringing together. So I'm happy to kind of like just be of service to that mission, you know, as much as every, everything else. So I'm really excited.
0: We are very excited as well, man. And uh, I think when I think about like podcasters and higher ed, right, and like the shows, you know, that that we took inspiration from when we were just getting off the ground, your show was absolutely one of them. And it's been cool to see I, I, I don't know if you would agree, but from my perspective, over the last like two-ish years, higher ed podcasts are like having a moment where like it seems like everyone's kind of spinning up spinning up a podcast, and which is which I think is just very exciting for the entire community. And to your point, it's really cool to see this like diverse grouping of people with lots of different perspectives from all aspects of higher ed coming together finding opportunities to interview like-minded folks and also folks that you know aren't so like-minded and share that content with with the industry because i think that the, the industry is going through a very pivotal moment right now and so the more that we can share the more resources that we can kind of distill the more voices that we can that we can sort of elevate uh the better off that we all will be in our in our respective practices
1: cuz have always viewed the podcasts that i listen to and the you know the ones that i've done as free, consistent, you know, accessible professional development because, you know, without them, that it is you're just trying to kind of keep up maybe with, you know, blogs and articles or the once a year, you know, conferences and things that go on that might be uh accessible to you, but those aren't accessible to most people. So yeah. like having just kind of continuous conversations that are engaging and relevant and timely and all of that. Yeah. I mean it is just good for any sort of space. Uh, and certainly, yeah, higher education is uh going through quite the transitions right now. So I think it is uh, very, very apt. Yes. Yeah.
0: On that note, real fast, just to, you know, geek out with a fellow podcaster. One of the things I love about this, like, medium of content is there have been so many times where I've seen, like, a 30-second or, like, a minute clip of somebody, particularly, like, you know, like, a politician or a business leader, right? And I immediately jumped to sort of, like, this, like, conclusion about, like, oh, my gosh, like, okay, they're that kind of person or they're this kind of person or, or what have you. And then I'll go and I'll, like, listen to, like, an hour or two hours, sometimes even three-hour podcasts where they're sitting down with somebody. And my perspective on that individual changes entirely, right? Or at least it's augmented in, in that I'm like, oh, okay, well, the reason Dustin thinks this is because he's had these three pretty remarkable, crazy, like, life-altering experiences. And, and that's why he thinks this. Like, oh, cool, interesting. I, I now have a better understanding of the why behind what he says, right? What's so fun about this medium is you get to know people because podcasts tend to be longer, right? Longer format. And you get to really understand how they see the world as opposed to just kind of like a 30 second to even like a three minute
1: clip of how they might see the world. The punchline is like the inverse can also be true of just like, <laughs> wow, this person can't go 30 minutes without like just sort of reiterating the same stuff. Like they don't have yeah. a lot of depth. And it's just kind of like they're kind of shallow in that regard. But like, yeah, I mean, like the best potential of the medium is just that and why I've always kind of led audio first and i'm trying to get more into video um just to kind of like work out a different muscle you know like just to kind of even just like you know throw up some stuff on like tiktok and everything but it's like yeah i mean those platforms anymore are built around just a few minutes of uh video and everything knowing like obviously like the education space mostly like when you build in content for courses like you want to be shorter as well you know if you're doing videos and stuff so um there's certainly like a a point to that but like obviously yeah like if you're really trying to get to know somebody or um so i think like politicians is certainly a very appropriate kind of example but even just for i think kind of advancing kind of a, a message or something cuz you know you just have a lot of people you know the yeah. toxicity for a podcast where it's just like okay you wrote a book you're you're doing something like you're really trying to advocate for something like you're advocating for a change you know in how students finance their education or something so it's like yeah let's like let's sit down and get into that because like you could you could cover a lot in 3 minutes like if you're like talking yeah. quickly or whatever like but it it deserves more time and you can really like know why this person cares about it know you know what they're doing and what they recommend and you know all those sort of things one of my favorite things that um the new york new, the
0: new york times has like their daily podcast which is like a very well produced show very popular show and i remember i guess it was during the 2020 um elections they were they interviewed i guess like all the democratic candidates or at least most of them if not all of them and in like a longer form kind of like 30 to 45 minute episodes and i remember like the contrast between that and like the debate stage right like that it, w- it was it was so palpable like i was like oh wow okay this this individual is is far more interesting than i had initially thought right and it was it was cool like re- really the only difference like in, on a debate stage i guess you know you're debating with your your colleagues the format is is different so that's not any, but even like an interview on on cnn or or even on fox right like they're, they're very very short bite-sized pieces of, of, uh, of context and um, I, I just remember like walking away from that series thinking wow like I am so just grateful and thankful that I had the opportunity to listen to this because it actually really did shift my opinion on on a few of those individuals mm-hmm. so anyways we can stop geeking about uh, podcasting as a medium and talk a little bit more about you Dustin but I wanted to, I wanted to do that because it's not often I get to like, talk with somebody who's been in the game so long most of the people that you know, we're launching shows with it's the first time they're launching podcasts and they're you know, a leader in their respective field and space but they've never done podcasting right? so
1: this is a, this is a treat for me yeah. I mean, and I talk to people about this stuff all the time and I and I always love talking about it, whether it's like, oh, I want to start a show. How do I do it? Or just like, yeah, you know, we're both sort of like knee deep or waist deep in it and just being like, wait, what are you doing? Or how do you do this? Or whatever. So, yeah, yeah always, always <laughs> fun.
0: Where does your sort of like career start? Why did you even start the Higher Ed Geek podcast? Tell us a little bit about your professional career to date and then and then about the founding of
1: the show. I mean, if folks are watching the video of this, they'll see uh all of the spider people behind me. Um, so I always like tell people about like the origin story, you know, of like a comic book character, or whatever. So like my higher ed origin story starts when I was, you know, undergraduate student, University of Delaware, got involved, kind of somebody tapped me on the shoulder to become a resident assistant, which was like, just a huge honor to me. Like, I never even really considered it, but doing that sort of catapulted me towards my future career in, in higher education because I was able to start to, you know, put myself out there and find my leadership style, my voice, and all those sort of things. You know, up until that point, I thought it was going to be like a high school history teacher. So, it was kind of like a pivot from one, you know, okay. sector of education to another, but applied to grad school, studied higher education, got my master's at uh, Rutgers University. And um, so I worked on campus while I was there. Worked in residence life as well, um, and then when I graduated, work worked professionally on a campus in residence life. But that was kind of a crucial pivot because I had started the hired geek blog in the okay. summer of 2013, which that was like that was like
0: blogging's heyday, right? If I remember correctly, <laughs> yeah. it was like 2013. Like it, blogging was like having a moment in the way that I'd say like podcasting is is now.
1: Yes, because like just like the general idea of like existing very actively in the social internet like it was, that was just like peak that time yeah like as a person who was about to like really fully embark in my like i'm no longer a student that's just like an identity that's going to be kind of in the rear of your mirror mirror and like kind of getting out into the world professionally uh i wanted a way to sort of like put myself out there uh, that I had control over that was sort of independent of anything else. So that was, you know, the blog started. and I was just kind of playing around with that at that time. Like as I graduated, I did start the first podcast that I did it was a Student Affairs Collective podcast, which I ended up doing for over two years. But that sort of like pivoting point of like, so I graduate my master's in 2014. I worked for two years full time professionally as a resident director in a campus, but I knew that it wasn't like the right fit. My wife was in grad school. She finished up after those two years. And that's when I got my first position in ed tech. And then that first podcast ended, it took several months off. And I was like, I really have the itch, you know, I've got sort of the hired geek thing really established. So I'm going to start my own podcast and just kind of have full control over that because like the student affairs collective one was kind of done in service of someone else and their yeah. uh, creation and everything. So you know, better part of uh, a decade in uh, higher education through, you know, all my professional roles, most of that being in ed tech. And now, yeah, I mean, I've been doing the Hired Geek podcast for just now hitting five years at the end of 2022. That's impressive. Also
0: just the fact that you've committed and, and stayed true to like a show for five years. People don't do that,
1: right? Like right. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it's, the it's, like it's graveyard very hard. the graveyard of shows because oh, like yeah. I always there's like a lot keep an eye out. Of, as much as like you said, like there's always been and certainly now more so now than in the past, you know, five years, but I've seen sort of in that five years just sort of a you know a lot of people kind of just trying to like, you know, get something going, maybe spinning their wheels and, and stuff like that. That's sort of like on one hand you know, if I talk to people, I want them to be like really realistic about what, you know, they're trying to plan to do, but also kind of affirms where it's like, yeah, like, I'm really committed to this. Like, this is something that really gives me a lot, you know, personally and professionally. And I know it gives it gives a lot to other people as well. So like, knowing that it's not easy, but it's very valuable and important and, you know, important to me. It's been quite the journey. I feel like podcasting is one of those things where like the idea
0: is so cool and it's like so attractive and it's like yeah i'm gonna have my own show and i'm gonna talk to these people and people are gonna listen to me you know it's almost like sort of like if if you're a a great individual contributor right like if you're like a really good like seo strategist or something like that and like management like being like an executive is like oh my gosh i uh, i just i want to be there i want to be in the c-suite right Mm -hmm. and then you get to the c-suite and you're kind of like oh my gosh, all I do is spend days in, you know, my days in meetings, managing, you know, tons of people, managing crises, putting out like fires. And, and you realize like, no, 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 I, I really just like loved the craft of of the SEO strategy work. The management stuff is just incredibly difficult and challenging and, and not, not what I love. And I feel like a lot of people get into podcasting thinking like this is going to be something like I'm good at this. I love talking to people. You know, this is gonna be a lot of fun. And then they get into it and they realize, oh my gosh, like, I love talking to people. I don't love scheduling with people. I don't love coming up with questions to ask individuals. I don't like editing and producing mm-hmm. and then promoting my content. I just I just really enjoy talking to people. So it is it's 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 hard. It's yeah. a lot of, of hard work and it takes a long time to get going, right? And you know, we I remember when we started the Life podcast. my first like you know several episodes i felt like there were like 10 people listening maybe like 20 and and most of them were probably like my friends right Right. and it was just it 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 can be defeating right like it takes like i feel like podcasting is 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 like seo where like it takes a really long time to like build up your listenership and and then to retain people right so it's not for the faint of heart is 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 what i would say yes but um i i want to hear a little bit more dustin about kind of you know, where, where you're at right now. I know that you recently took on a, a new job. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that and, and the work that you're doing there. Uh, and then I want to talk a little bit about kind of like your your vision and your hope for, for the show over the next, let's say the next five years. Um, and, uh, and, you know, some some things that you've learned maybe from the, the first five years and, and things you might want to do a little bit differently, uh, if anything, over these next over these next several years.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess a quick aside. So um, as of the recording of this, it's been just uh, about three months uh, in the role that I have now. That's my kind of full time day job at Pathify, which is a higher tech company that creates, you know, what they call an engagement hub, kind of like a student portal that aggregates um, existing systems at a campus. So they've got kind of their secret sauce in the back end that sort of is able to pull together insights and create a really like user-friendly dashboard for students to, you know, look at their learning management system, look at the student information system, events and groups and all these other really cool things. So I just learned about them when I went to South by Southwest EDU in March of 2022, kept in touch. And then when I was unfortunately laid off from my other job, uh, they reached out and uh, I was very grateful for that and was able to kind of land there softly. But uh, my role there is a uh, community engagement lead. So with all of the stuff that I've been doing over the past several years of podcasting and writing and um, just being active on social and everything, I feel like, again, it's sort of an interesting season for me in my life is that, you know, it's all kind of been building to wanting to do work like this, where my full time job is uh, writing, managing their social, Um, just started a podcast for them called Connected Campus, and um, just being this person who is really empowered to build awareness for the company. So it's just really incredible to have this as an opportunity to, you know, work in the space that I, you know, have been in for, again, the better part of a decade and be able to kind of formally uh, utilize all the skills and knowledge that I've, uh, you know, kind of built up over all the time of doing stuff like on the side on my own.
0: Dude, what a cool job. I feel like that's like a a dream for like many like creators. Like it's like, how do you go and just create content and help essentially increase brand awareness, uh, you know, do some demand gen for a company that's that's, you don't you don't see those roles everywhere, especially in like, you know, the ed tech realm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it was good serendipity. Like they had someone doing sort of similar work before where I think they kind of just like nabbed somebody to kind of just be like a, you know, a very prominent like figurehead. But like this has very like tangible like, no, you have to, you know, manage our social, make sure that like we're you yep. know, posting there and those sort of things. So I think there's a balance of like, no, there needs to be like a little practical you know just like objective contributions versus just kind of being this like evangelist that kind of stands up and just sort of espouses and kind of is like floating around or whatever you know that that's sort of the like squishy like goal of it it's just like yeah. yes like make everyone know what pathify is and whatever but like yeah yeah i mean they reached out to me because some people on their team knew about me and you know i'd met people when i was at uh south by and stuff so like it was like just the right time and they knew they needed somebody like me and those sort of things so yeah i'm, I'm very grateful because yeah it's, it's been like a long time coming to do something like this but and also you know for the the second part of your question like a big part of it that, that i'm really grateful for is that i can continue doing stuff with the hired geek and all the other stuff that i've sort of yeah. cultivated independently so yeah i mean over the past five years like i said i mean like the, the one of the biggest things for me that I take a lot of pride in is just like the consistency, like it, 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 and that's even evolved over time where like over the past couple of years, I've taken summer breaks, winter breaks went from weekly to every other week. And then just sprinkling in kind of like bonus episodes. If I have like the content to get out and everything. And that's just because I've done everything. It's like, what do I need to do to keep this sustainable? It's something that's important to me, but post a new episode, most of the 52 weeks of the year, like I need to kind of take, you know, sort of a, a, you know, kind of pump the brakes a little bit. And what's interesting is that, like, I think that's something that I've realized and learned is like, that's okay. One, I <laughs> just sort of like talk yeah. yourself down from that. And also, like, when I've been on breaks, I'll like rebroadcast some of the greatest hits. And sometimes those rebroadcasts do better than the original posting of wow. the episode. So it's just like, yeah, if you're wow. catching people at a different time, like, you know, you're keeping your feed active, and it just resurfaces because it's like kind of presumptuous, or kind of you know, uh, you're assuming almost too much, especially for you know, like niche creator, not you know, this big person yeah. in the world. So it's like where you're like, man, that was like an amazing episode I posted two months ago. It's like it's presumptuous to think that everyone just like clamored to listen to it right <laughs> when it posted or whatever. It's like people live busy lives; like they might have missed it. So like, just sort of bring it back up and like you know say like hey this is an amazing episode we're you know on break right now we'll be back in a couple of months but check it out and literally not changing it at all you're just sort of like retitling it so that it pushes out again into people's feeds to get right in front of them so uh that was like a really interesting lesson is just sort of those kind of tactics that like really balance your your energy and your time with still sort of wanting to respect kind of the consistency and sort of engaging your audience i love that you brought that up and uh on sort of like the uh, the the looking back, are there
0: are there particular like guests and or and or episodes or topics that you feel like, oh my gosh, these these episodes or these guests were just like fire, right? Like like especially especially moving or compelling. They they it might not even be like your most popular episodes, but like things that w- you're you're especially proud of when you look back and say, oh wow, episode seventy two was like you know one of my greatest you know. Uh, moments as as an interviewer or or anything like that
1: yeah i mean when i think about this it's sometimes like there's certain milestone episodes that i remember like at the time being like whoa like i i got to talk to this person because like you know and some of them are just people that i respect a lot or, or are you know just kind of objectively well known in the in the field but um so some of them are like um i've talked to and this i knew kind of was like one sort of like tipping point where uh, it was right in uh, 2020 when South by was canceled there was a lot of people clamoring to kind of like, they wanted to cultivate kind of, you know, content or awareness about whether, whatever they were going to maybe be doing at the conference, if it had happened at that point. So I got to talk with uh, Ben Nelson from Minerva. So I have a lot of respect for him in the space as, you know, creating really, you know, super high quality kind of innovative, um, you know, higher education opportunities for students. So that one, I think, you know, his PR person was just trying to like reach out. And since that point, because I did have sort of like a press pass and I was presenting and all these sorts of things. I'm in some sort of like PR ecosystem or something ever since that point. So it's been like uh, really nice. Um, <laughs> another one was uh, Jeff Young from Ez Surge. I think I just like cold reached out to him and he was more than happy to give some of his time and kind of just talk shop. And I got to meet him when South by came back uh, this past year. So that was really cool. And then Sarah Horn, who is a co-founder and she was the CEO, but now is since left. So she's kind of the former CEO of Reapp Education. So they are kind of leaders in re engaging stop out students, which obviously is like a huge problem in the United States. So I really like their approach um, and the work that they do. So it was really awesome to be able to talk with her and just kind of uplift the work that they're doing. So I mean, there's been other people like that too, where like one sort of honorable mention, because I, I thought of it as I was like, kind of like sitting down as, Uh, Bielka Hoy, she runs uh, Bridge to College. So they really awesome work with uh, engaging prospective students to actually find institutions that maybe are like less notable, but could be a really awesome fit for them of what they're looking for and could provide like really great funding opportunities and different things like that. So she has it's kind of a really interesting like uh, DEI plus like higher ed tech kind of organization where um, I've just been really impressed with what they what they do.
0: One of the things that I was thinking about as you were as you were just sharing is how podcasting is like again not to geek out about podcasting as a medium but to do it just one last time. What's so cool about it is it does give you the opportunity to talk to people who otherwise not that they have anything against you just otherwise wouldn't be able to necessarily make time to talk to you right and like some of those people that you that you name drop there without a podcast you probably wouldn't they're not gonna just say, yes, I'll hop on like an hour long Zoom call with you, right? And and maybe maybe some of these people are incredibly generous with their time and can be incredibly generous with their time. But I think I feel like by and large, one of the cool things about having a show is that you do get the opportunity to talk to some some wonderful people, some wonderful leaders in, in this space. And then also I think being on podcasts right can be an incredible addition to like your resume i would imagine that pathify before this opportunity they probably stumbled upon the higher ed geek they probably understood a little bit more about you know oh wow dustin dustin's incredibly qualified to do something like this because he's doing this independently already right Mm -hmm. and i think that like I would just plug anyone that's listening to this. If you know you ever have the opportunity or you desire to be on a podcast, one, you can email us at, at enrollify, you can just email me at org, and we can talk and see if you might be a good fit for one of our shows, but but beyond that, like it's just a huge way to, to boost your resume. If you go and you apply to a future gig and you can send them three different podcasts that you were on, Who knows if they'll listen to it, but if they're serious, right, if you're a serious candidate, they might take some time to say, oh, yeah, like, how does Dustin see the world? Like, I am interested in, oh, wow, like, what is Dustin's approach to social strategy? So, again, final plug of the episode, but just plugging the fact that being on podcasts and or hosting podcasts is a great thing, a great way to spend your time in 2023.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, no, and again, it's almost like the parallel or comparison of, like, conferences and everything where it's like, you know, when I was coming up through grad school, like... You know again before kind of the heyday of uh, you know, hired podcasts that we're experiencing a bit now, you know, they really encouraged all the students to like get out to conferences and present because it sort of like you know helps your public speaking and to again kind of distinguish yourself and those sort of things. So, in a podcast, like what the benefit is for me so much too is like it just exists out there and people, yeah, I can check it out versus just being like, hey, trust me, like I presented at that conference two years ago and it yeah, was incredible. Yeah, like, yeah. so like, whenever now, you know, if I'm doing a webinar or an in person. You know, event like a panel moderating or whatever. I'm always like, can we like grab and rip the audio from this so I can put it into my podcast feed? Because it was like an incredible conversation, and there's always so much going on at a conference. Like, I would hate if this was limited to the like 24 people in the room. And like, I know usually no, or, respect yeah. where it's like, yeah, I'll wait like a month or two or whatever. Like, that's fine because like, if you still obviously want to balance that sort of inclusivity of like, uh being like well you had to be there you had to like whatever and that's also like a benefit where it's like yeah you could ask a question if you're in the room or like chat with the person after the session is done but like okay let's sort of like give something on demand after the fact and I think that that's going to be yeah. certainly like a trend moving forward to just more of that um uh, you know from like conferences that where they can kind of like farm a library of content to provide to people if they were or weren't there
0: and on that note too I think even doing like Recap, like we did this like special podcast series with Dr. Terry Flannery, who wrote the book How to Market a University, and the, we did this we did a master course with her and that was a paid product but then we did this podcast series to sort of like promote the the master course and what was so cool about that podcast series is we get people like emailing us and sending us dms on social just being like oh my gosh thank you so much for doing this like i for budgetary reasons or whatnot they weren't able to like afford the master course which you know uh, not not everyone has even any you know professional development dollars to spend like there are many folks that unfortunately don't don't have access to that so that's wonderfully unfortunate, but. They did get like a taste of Dr. Terry's like uh, perspective on on marketing through the podcast series, and then like to this date, the you know best driver of new enrollees for this course is this podcast series. So you know it, it's it's really and she, you know of course she wrote her book right, and so all of this is based off of her book. So she has done an incredible job of taking a piece of content, her book, and repackaging it in like all of these different formats. In, in many ways, this has helped sort of like dramatically uh accelerate and expand her reach and her thought leadership because she sort of unpacked these ideas in, in an array of contexts and in an array of formats mm-hmm. so yeah I, lo- I love that example i, I want to talk a little bit about kind of the future of the show dustin like what as you think about you know the hired geek moving forward here what what's on your mind what can people who are listening to this episode uh expect from from the show why, why should
1: they go and, and and subscribe yeah i mean, I think. You know, I've been doing this for a while, and I try to bring in um, a lot of different people, backgrounds, and talk about a lot of different things. And just came back with some new episodes to start out this year, and already charting kind of new territory, uh, which I'm excited about. So, you know, I, I do put. A good bit of thought because like this sounds like a humble brag. Like, I definitely have again like those PR people, whatever. Like, there's a lot of people kind of like hustling and trying to, you know, reach out to be on the show. And I'm trying to be yeah. very purposeful about like not talking about the same thing for like 10 episodes straight because it's just like, yeah, I mean that if it's about like enrollment stuff for like a university, it's like there's a lot to discuss there. And it's like I would like yeah. to sort of like sp- sprinkle that throughout a year and intersperse different things so that like a lot of people feel served because that's the way I've always kind of had a broader focus for the show but I want to sort of honor all all the sort of complexities and kind of nooks and crannies of the hired experience and you know talk with people from you know nonprofits and technology companies and institutions and all those sort of things so I think expecting more of that I think just a breath of fresh air for the brand you know like I think we'll just be looking under the hood and kind of looking at new opportunities that sort of just create a better show and do things like you know potentially having it be recorded on video which i've never really done historically which i'm excited about so yeah and i mean and just keeping with the consistency of episodes at least every other week if not more often and you know i'm hoping to get out to more conferences and you know bring those conversations like i said into the feed so i think those are all things that folks can expect and i and i look forward to to just being able to kind of you know put our heads together and bring in a lot of different people because it's you know on one hand it's like i lean on the people reaching out where like i want to be on your show and it's like great that's half the battle you know and yeah. <laughs> if it's like other people that I know where I'm like, hey, I think you'd be really great or I want you to come back on the show or whatever, like you all just have your own sort of community and reach and, you know, connections. I could just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like I would never have thought of that person or no, I don't even know them or what they do. But like you're sort of endorsing them and, you know, bridging that gap and those sort of things. So I think it's just going to add such a sort of beautiful diversity of the the type of people, and the type of topics that will be coming up in this season seven, uh, you know, in this year of the show. So it's very impressive and to take a lot of pride in that like 7 seasons yeah, there's still a lot of new cool interesting things to uh yeah. to talk about that is absolutely worth taking pride mm-hmm. in um
0: it's it's a remarkable accomplishment i want to ask you a couple final questions here one one is just around what what do you think makes like a great podcast guest cuz i imagine after you know this episode drops and people are listening to it that there might be several people we've just like told everyone to go get on podcast there might be people uh, that are listening that that want to be on a podcast so from your perspective having interviewed probably hundreds of people at this point, like what uh, talk to us a little bit about like what you think makes
1: a great guest. Uh, an ounce of preparation goes a long way. (laughs) So even just a couple of little thoughts to guide you through the questions, like, so either as a host, give that or as a, as a guest, you know, ask for it. So, and then a big sort of pet peeve for me is like the same thing of sort of like an ounce of sort of like preparation, the sense of, uh, using headphones or a microphone or being in a quiet place like that goes a long way where like i think anymore so many so many people are kind of intimidated about like oh i need to buy a 200 microphone or nothing it's like your headphones with your smartphone have a little microphone so like you can hear the person better and be heard better because there's even like you know not just like the laptop microphone or whatever so that's like a big thing and i think just like know what you want to talk about because i think that like that seems kind of silly but like some people will I've had reach out, and they are say like I can talk about these things, and they're still just like super broad or kind of, kind of vague or kind of generic. So it's like being really insightful about like how are you able to kind of uh, create sort of a unique conversation about like your background, your your experience, or those sort of things. Because like when I have people to reach out that have that it makes my job easier to be like, Oh yeah, I get it instantly. I don't have to be like, I have no idea how this would fit on the show. I'm not sure. Like and you said that like a back and forth and, you know, or immediately I'm just sort of like, I don't think this is going to work. Like I can't even gleam, you know, uh, relevant, you know, kind of topic here. So I think those would be three quick tips yeah. uh, to be yeah, a good guest.
0: Those are, those are super great, dude. Um, On that note of like preparation too. One of the things that I found to be helpful is, is to ask folks like, Hey, like, is there a story that you can tell about topic X or topic Y, or, you know, the things that they say that they want to talk about? Because I have, I can't tell you the number of times I've been on uh, an interview with somebody, right, and likewise, right, They, they all of a sudden, like, it's scary maybe to be interviewed, and they give, like, a very short, very concise, not very descriptive answer, and you know they're a brilliant person, and you know they've done incredible things, so you're like, Dustin, give me more. Give me more, Dustin, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I found that sometimes it's helpful for to encourage folks to think in the context of story, right? Like, all right, great. You did this. You helped increase enrollment at University X, you know, by 30% over the course of your three years there. Wonderful. Is there one or two specific stories that you could share that help highlight what happened and how this came to be, right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, little pro tip for anyone listening to you that wants to be a, a better podcast guest is to, to think through your answers, maybe in the context of story and and, and then the people that are listening to this conversation. And, and that conversation, people like stories, right? Like our, our brains are wired to love stories. So anyways, I would just add that too. but dude, I am super pumped for uh, your show. And we are just again, so grateful that you've joined the enroll five podcast network. If you are listening to this, and you are not already subscribed to the higher Ed geek, we want you to scroll down to the show notes and we'll have links to Dustin's show there. We'll also drop Dustin's Website and his email address if you'd like to get in touch with him. If you think you might be a good fit for his show. Dustin, thank you so much, man. Uh, any any parting words for, for the
1: listeners today? One little thing I think it's a very great final thought to share is like how I came up with the higher ed geek is it was as simple as just like mashing up the things that I'm into. I love higher education, I'm a big geek and I geek out about higher education. And it was that simple, like not overthinking the name or sort of like the focus. And that has just been this kind of North Star. To guide me is just really trying to, to uh, nurture that passion, that enthusiasm that I have about the space and the curiosity. So um, I think for whatever folks are, are looking to maybe get into or talk about on a show or anything like that, try to find that like North Star and just be really kind of like proud of it and, you know, confident about it and, uh, you know, go forth and, you know, do the, do the work.
0: On that note, one of the things I have really appreciated about your show is is its breadth, right? Like a lot of the Enrollify podcasts, a lot of the podcasts that are part of our network are very specific, right? Like it's focused on, you know, uh, think of Jamie Hunt's show, Confessions of a Higher Ed CMO. It's very targeted towards the executive marketing uh, and communications professional at a college or university. We've got other shows that are really focused on like enrollment marketing. You know, one I think one of the things I was one of the reasons we were so attracted to your show to begin with, Dustin, was just that you you really have done a remarkable job at like showcasing uh, the breadth and depth of of higher education as an industry. And so I think that a lot of folks who are not tired of just hearing about enrollment marketing content, but uh, you know, folks that might be in a slightly different role, I think will find a lot of value from from the content that you that you produce. So thanks again, man, and um, appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. Hey, all, Zach here from Enrollify. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Enrollify podcast. If you like this episode, do us a huge favor and hit that follow and subscribe button below. Furthermore, if you've got just two minutes to spare, we would greatly appreciate you leaving a rating and a review of this show on Apple Podcasts.